This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Diving stop, Seager. Toss on off the first. In time to get seven. Three-run homer. Robinson can off the lefty specialist, Fernando Abad. And the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye, baseball. Straight away, center field. Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven. Scoreless innings. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Hey, welcome back. Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Hope you had a good weekend. Mariners splitting with Kansas City. They split the four-game series. They split the doubleheader yesterday. And there is a ton to talk about with this podcast. Ryan Roland-Smith is going to help me do it. We break down everything. What was... A lot of baseball yesterday. We'll talk about the series against the Royals. We'll talk about the trade. Yonder Alonso, Mariners adding an all-star to the mix. He'll be with the team in Oakland. We'll talk about the Phelps injury. So we'll talk about the schedule coming up, although we'll do more of the breakdown and specifics with Oakland in the podcast tomorrow and then the homestand coming up. But Ryan Roland-Smith is uh, here to break down a lot of what happened yesterday. So we're going to get into that in just a few moments. First, I want to mention something that's uh, time-sensitive. Starting at 9 a.m. today, 9 a.m. Monday, $7 view-level seats for August 15th against Baltimore, a celebration of James Paxton and seven wins in a row. You don't want to miss that. So Monday morning... 9 a.m., August 15th against Baltimore, $7 select view level seats available for that ballgame. So you do not want to miss that. Any more info, just go to Mariners.com. This is going to be a fun homestand, and again, we'll talk about it more coming up in the podcast tomorrow. But uh, coming up on the end of this, our conversation, uh, you're going to hear the week that was. But let's dive into it, and let's start with the – well, the first ball game yesterday. Mariners, a tough matchup to start. Danny Duffy, one of the best there is, especially from the left side. He is just brutal on lefties. But the Mariners, a great start to the first game as they played long ball in this one. Swing and a fly ball, well hit into the gap in the right center field. Kane going back to the one track, looking up, and this one is gone. Goodbye baseball, almost into the fountains. An opposite field, two-run home run. Danny Valencia with his 13th home run of the season. Holy smokes, the Mariners have an early 2-0 lead here in the top of the first inning. Even more impressive than that, Kyle Seager at the dish. Seager, I mean, lefty facing Duffy. Duffy, lefties are batting under 190 against him coming in with exactly one home run, exactly one double. Two extra base hits on the season coming in 
Seeker would change that. Here's the stretch and the pitch. Swung on, well hit ball deep to right field. On the run, Bonifacio looking up, down into the corner. Goodbye baseball. Kyle Seeger jumping on the first pitch to him from Danny Duffy. Has just blasted his 16th home run of the season. And it's now the Mariners 3, Kansas City nothing here in the top of the first. And Marco Gonzalez making his Mariners debut. It was a strong start. Gonzalez ready, the windup and the 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss for strike three. Marco Gonzalez striking out Eric Hosmer, and that will retire the side. A couple of strikeouts for Gonzalez here in his first inning as a Mariners starter. How about that? Then Nelson Cruz, he landed a huge blow. The pitch on the way, swing, and a high fly ball deep into the alley in left center field. Back she goes, going and going. It is gone. Goodbye baseball. Nelson Cruz with a three-run home run here in the top half of the second. It's now the Mariners seven, and Kansas City nothing for Nelson Cruz's 23rd home run of the year. Nelson Cruz, he had a big day. Danny Duffy had allowed seven earned runs combined in his last four starts entering today. He'd been on a roll. No home runs allowed during that time. The Mariners got him for seven runs and three homers in the first two innings. But Kansas City would start to charge back. Ponzo's a big deep breath. His first pitch coming home. Swinging a chopper over to first base. Valencia wide of the bag. Takes it. Will now take it himself. He almost flipped to Pazos instead. Holding that ball in his bare hand. A pounce on first base to get the out on Hosmer. But a run in. That is Whit Merrifield. The lead cut into a run closer. It's now 7-4 Mariners. Mariners would only score one run past the second inning. It ended up being a huge run. The 1-1. Swing, and this is shot to wow. center. Lorenzo Kane has turned. He is saluting, and this bangs off the batter's eye in center field. Nelson Cruz just took a brick out. That was absolutely amazing. Up to the waterfalls, Nelson Cruz just strapped a scud missile to that puppy. It is long gone. That thing was absolutely destroyed. Moustakas would hit a home run off Vincent. That's something we've seen very often this season. A two-run blast. Got the Royals within one. So hang on time. Ninth inning. Diaz on. But he would finish the deal in the ninth. And the pitch to Cabrera. Swing and a pop-up into left field. Straight away. Ben Gamble coming in. He is there looking into the gray skies. And he makes the catch. And the ball game is over. The Mariners win it 8-7 over the Royals here at Kauffman Stadium to win game one of the doubleheader this afternoon. Yeah, so the Mariners take game one of the doubleheader, 8-7, great win. And then in game two of the doubleheader, Mariners, great start, a 1-0 lead. On the way, Danny with a swing and a drive deep into the gap in right center field, and this one is going to be off the base of the wall. Heading for third, Martin, he's going to be waved in. Up of the ball is Kane, throws it in, cut off by Merrifield. No relay to the plate. Martin scores standing up Danny Espinosa with a two-out RBI double to the base of the wall in right center field. And the Mariners have taken a one-to-nothing lead here in the top half of the second. What a shot by Espinosa. Yeah, so the Mariners with a one-nothing lead going to the bottom of the third. Erasmo Ramirez was strong to start, but then the Royals started to play some long ball and they never looked back. And the one-one to Cabrera swing and a drive deep to right field. Back goes Martin, and this one is gone. Goodbye, baseball. A three-run home run by Melky Cabrera. 
And that thing was shot out of a cannon toward the fountains. And the Royals now lead it 4-1. to one. Royals a four spot in the third, four in the seventh. They win 9-1 to one in game two. Mariners just managed four hits. The story of game two, Jake Junis. He was brilliant. Eight innings of four-hit ball, one run, no walks, seven punch-outs on 94 pitches. Ramirez goes five, allows eight hits and five earned runs, no walks, and two strikeouts. So the Mariners get the split in the doubleheader. They get the split in the series as well. Gary Hill with you alongside Ryan Roland-Smith. Ryan, there's a ton to talk about. There's a lot that happened today, both on the field and off the field. I look at these two games. Baseball is so funny because if you would have told me before the game that the Mariners would score eight runs and get seven runs on a starter, if you would have told me in the other game they would get one run and they wouldn't, they'd wouldn't, they only get one run in eight innings on the starter, I would have said, that's very believable. With Duffy going in game one, he's one of the best there is in the American League. <laughs> and then with Junis going in game two, okay, that is a very believable scenario. The fact that they were switched – that, that makes it very strange. I mean, game one, they really got to Duffy, which was impressive. They did. They got to him earlier. Then, you, you know, you noticed him settle in. But after that first game, I was like, okay, they took care of Duffy. Now they got a chance here to take two. And it's, it's funny, double headers they can drag on, mm. you know, especially when you're playing in them, especially two nine-inning games. But when they're in a situation like this where they're, they're a, you know, game, game out of the wild card, they got to half a game. You look at this and go, man, if we can win two right here, this mm-hmm. we're going to you know, speed up the process and, and instead of hovering like they've been hovering right outside of that uh, wild card group, you know, the two teams in front of them. But um, it was interesting, you know, early on they you – know, got to give it to Danny Duffy to go as far as he did in that ball game after giving up those runs. The, yeah. the pass ball, he threw that pitch to, to strike out Cano and it you know, bounced off the umpire's shin guard. He had that look on his face, like, "Man, all right, I'm done. Get me out of here. <laughs> what, what? Yeah, uh, let's, I'm done for the day." And then for him to, to yeah, he, did he pitch well early on? He did not, and he gave up a ton of runs. But he settled in, so it was a good thing they got to him offensively mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of that against a tough pitcher early on. Um, you know, to to set that tone, and then it looked like they just ran out of gas. There's just no momentum in that second game. So, and and yeah, look, Junis pitched the game of his life today. Yeah. Right, I mean, right. he he dotting up three different pitches. I'm like, man, is this guy? Yeah, is he going to miss a spot? Especially in that, you know, that fourth fifth fourth fifth inning onwards. Man, he he was really good today. I mean, he he uh, something you know for him to be to take away. But you know, Danny Duffy, they did all that damage early, and uh, yeah, and that was that was just enough. <laughs> right, right. Well, it's yeah. funny. I mean, I think. Uh, Big picture, going into this series on the road, it's tough to expect taking three of four from Kansas City. It was good to get a split. You would have loved to take three of four, but that's not an easy equation against a good team like KC. I think yeah. when you look at this race now, and we'll talk about injuries more as we move through this, but I am going to be very interested to watch Kansas City closely, which we'll be doing as the Mariners in direct competition with KC, without Salvador Perez. I think that yeah. is a really Big loss for this team. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, it's interesting. When you look at their offensive numbers, they're not blowing anyone out of the mm-hmm. water by any means. And they're not, you know, look, they're not winning their division. They're, they're you know, they're hovering around that 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 uh, mark, just like the Mariners are, just, just above 500. And, you know, they're doing it with their pitching. And it's, 
yeah, whenever you lose a guy like Salvador Perez in the middle of that lineup, he's a team leader, he's a catcher, he's behind the plate, how he handles the pitching staff. You know, he takes control. You can see it even when he's playing defense. Just how he, you know, he's always constantly talking. You can see him in between innings. He's mm-hmm. that guy. I've, I've, you know, spoke to a couple of guys who've played with him, uh, Peter Moylan, who just raves about him. Says, you know, he's an offensive catcher, but man, he can really control what's going on behind the dish. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And, you know, it, not, not that was I happy that he he was injured. No, but at the same time, you know, it's going to make that impact, especially when you're talking about, you know, leadership on that team. Yeah, I mean, already he was just one off his career high in homers. You mentioned the offensive numbers, hitting for good average, hitting for power, uh, and he plays every day. I mean, he's a catcher that is nearly an everyday player. He's in the lineup all the time, and he's the heartbeat of that team. I mean, he feels like he is in the middle of everything they do. And if he is lost for what may be a month, it's a lot of baseball. And I think it could go beyond you know, the month with the injury that he's got, I, I think this is uh, something that you may see him come right, come back right before that, um, you know, the playoffs roll around. So they're going to be, they're going to lose him for quite a bit. And now the Mariners head to Oakland for a, a strange two game series before returning home. That. Good to get an off day coming up tomorrow, then a two game series. And they're going to have a friend greeting him in Oakland. How about that? Yonder Alonso, the all-star now a member of the Seattle Mariners. I know, interesting move. And, yeah, it's funny. You look at the timing of it as well, and you see Felix go down, um, you know, uh, yesterday, and, and obviously that's not good news. And, and you look at this mm-hmm. and say, okay, you know, what, what's Jerry got up up his sleeve? And, and Yonder Alonso, an, an offensive player who I'm still looking at and seeing how he's going to, you know, fit in with, you know, Danny Valencia is doing really good things right now, playing first base. And are they going to platoon those guys or are they going to slide someone out to the outfield? It's It's interesting. It's going to bolster that offense, yeah. absolutely. But this is something that, you know, judging by the comments and, and, you know, the word on the street that they were going after Yonder a long time ago. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting one. And, and Jerry openly said that this could be a, a straight-up a straight rental. It could be, if, you know, because he's at the end of his deal at the end of this year. So it's an interesting move. But, man, it just gives him even more thump in the middle of that lineup. You know, when you watch the Mariners play against him, just the at-bats he puts together and, and the power, and he's having a breakout year right now. So it's exciting. It, it, it was good to see it kind of snuck up on us a little bit. He has just crushed righties this year, batting 286, 18 of his home runs against righties. I mean, he's bashed them all season. And looking at the surface, it looks like it gives uh, Scott Service some flexibility as well because we've seen Valencia in the past. I mean, he's settled in at first base this season, but he's played third. He's played some outfield. Yeah. They can move him around if needed. Yeah, and it just adds to that depth. We see the right. depth in the outfield too. And then when you can create that depth in the infield, you know, to give guys a night off or give different looks, you know, stack up, you know, lefties against a righty. You know, you face a righty who's got really good numbers, who's having a good year, and you run into him second, mm-hmm. third game in, in the you know, in, in a series, and all of a sudden you look at his numbers against lefties, and especially a guy like Yandra Alonso, that that can do a ton of damage, you know, uh, in the lineup too. So it does give different looks and just keeps adding to that depth. And yeah, even too, you know, they've got a couple of national league games coming up. Anytime you can start, you know, playing around that second, third, fourth time through the lineup with this, with the way, not that obviously this trade wasn't put together just to play national league games. But when you look at those games, you know, with the Braves coming up, for example, and the way the starting pitching has been going, you know, you can, you can start to mix and match and have some impact at bats in the middle of that lineup. So it's interesting you know, it, and hopefully this is something Yonder Alonso. I've heard nothing but good things through a couple of text messages out to some guys who play with him, and 
I've heard nothing but good things. So hopefully this is something beyond yeah. you know, a rental at the end of this season. That would be a lot of fun to have him in the middle of that lineup. No doubt. That'd be great. So I'm going to get your take on the two starters for the Mariners today. We saw Marco Gonzalez in a Mariners uniform for the first time. Four innings, seven hits, five earned, one walk, five strikeouts, one homer on 76 pitches. What did you see from Gonzalez today in game one? I mean, you know, it, it's interesting. And look, you always take what you see when it's someone's debut with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. there's so many you know outside factors and variables that go into it. The fact that you're making your first start, you know that – he's basically, you know, he went to Gonzaga. There's that aspect of it and everything else. But, you know, what did we see today? We saw a guy who can throw three pitches for strikes and a lot of change-ups. This is, this, we've heard a lot about his change-up and how good that pitch can be. But this was today, to me, more of an impact pitch throughout the entire account. He threw a lot of them. And I love the fact, I've always loved change, left-on-left change-ups. I, I don't understand, me being a left-handed pitcher, you're always told, hey, cannot throw a change-up to left a change up to lefties and it was always really effective for me but you always have to you know sort of push it to the side and say oh, you can't throw that pitch you have to be throwing things away from him we saw some big strikeouts uh, Eric Hosmer that change up was such an effective pitch he's obviously really confident in it I just with Marco Gonzalez and again this is his debut I don't want him having that feeling he has to impress people or he has to be perfect you could see the, the body language and, and he'd give up a big hit you know, the home run to uh, the leadoff hitter with the Royals, uh, Merrifield. Mm-hmm. And you saw that his reaction. And to me, that, that says that he's a young guy and he wants to set the world on fire and come in and, and, and make a huge impact right away. You just have to be patient when you're a young guy like Marco Gonzalez. And also the other aspect of it, he's had enough time coming off this injury and he put up some really good numbers. He was up there on the, on the, you know, on the, on the radar when it came to prospects before the injury. He's had enough time to settle in after that Tommy John surgery and figure out what feels good and what their game plan is. And again, has he got good enough stuff? Absolutely. I just don't want to see, we saw it today, runners on. I want him to stay aggressive. Don't try and um, expand the zone too much and fall into those dreaded 2-0 counts. We saw that a couple times today. He's got that good change up. He can throw it for a strike. If he trusts that, I think he's going to be really effective at this level. Boy, to me, that feels like the absolute hardest thing to do mentally, and that is if you join a team, <laughs> yes. especially in a race, especially on a yes. day like this where you're facing the team where it's direct competition, man, that seems like the most difficult thing to do as a pitcher than to try, you know, try and stay within yourself and not do too much in that kind of circumstance. Well, it's tough enough. Look, he, he's still uh, – you know, I mean, when he, yes, he's pitched in the big leagues, but to me, today for him would have felt like, you know, his major league debut for a lot mm. of reasons. And you pointed him out, and I didn't want to, you know, harp on that too much. But when you come up as a rookie and you're filling in to be a mop-up guy or whatever in the bullpen, you want to act like you belong. You want to be a part of the team and the clubhouse and the chemistry and everything else, let alone him coming into, like you said, into this race. And there's been this big hype. You get traded over from another team. Um, they give up a, a you know good young prospect, and you know there's always that that um, you know that uh, the the extra pressure because you don't want to give up one of your guys, you know, um, in order to to take a, a gamble on someone like Marco Gonzalez, and and then he comes in this environment, so it, it was tough. And again, that's why as we watch him progress in these next couple of starts, and hopefully he settles in and, and just stays away from that feeling of having to 
to just light it up and go eight shutout every time. That's not going to happen. We know that. Settle in and, and just continue being aggressive. Don't feel like you've got to be perfect, especially 1-0 pitches, 2-0 pitches. You know, throw that really good change up. It's a, it's a good one. Don't be afraid to throw it in hit, hitter's counts, and I think he'll be good to go. So right now, though, let's hear from the skipper. Here's Scott Service. You know, we needed to get on him early. You know, we had some chances there in, in the first inning and, and uh, you know, broke through from one in the second. But, uh, you know, uh, emotional game, first game we hung on. Guys were fired up. You know, you have to continue and carry it right in the second game. We just didn't get enough going on early on. And then, you know, they put some good swings uh, on Ramirez. In the middle of their lineup, we could not uh, keep under control. Did a pretty good job in this series until the last game. You know, they, they got their hits and drove in runs. They're good. You know, they, they got they got it going and we just couldn't stop them. With Rasmo, what was it today? Uh, you know, he had the two out, nobody on in the third inning. And then, you know, a home run, hit, hit, another home run. You look up, it's a four spot. So, made some mistakes with the fastball. Uh, didn't get it in good spots on the plate, too much of the plate. Um, you know, that was probably the downfall. And once he got going, the changeup, you know, the changeup's a big part of his game and really didn't get that going at that point in the game and led to the, the four runs. Anything new on Phelps? Uh, you know, just uh, it is a uh, elbow uh, issue. Um, you know, I don't know a ton more about it. Um, you know, probably fly back. Uh, we'll get it looked at there and, and see where it's at there. I, I don't think it's like um, I don't know if it's a DL. I, I don't know yet. You know where, where it's at there. So we'll know more. Obviously, we'll have off day tomorrow. Uh, we'll know more probably at some point uh, tomorrow. And certainly heading into the Oakland series. Okay. To still get a split of the series, I mean, it's four games. It's a tough place to play. You got, you got to take that. No, no doubt. You know, I think you know we want to win every series. That's what that's the goal is. But you know, on this road trip, especially coming in here, uh, Kansas has been playing very well. Uh, it was going to be a challenge, but uh, you know, I thought our guys competed very well. Uh, it was huge to get off to the big start uh, early in the first game today. Uh, then our bullpen, you know, chipped in. And second game was going to be, you know, we needed to have, you know, the big run, big inning early to keep it going. But, you know, come in here, win into it out of the four. You know, it's okay. You'd like to win three, certainly after the first win today. But uh, we'll take it off day tomorrow and, and get after it over in Oakland. What did you see from the Jonas kid? Uh, you know, he had the breaking ball going. You know, hard to tell if those balls are on the plate. There was a few called third strikes that, that got a little wide early in the game on the backdoor breaking ball. But uh, you know, i got to give him credit. You know, he threw strikes. Um, but we, uh, you know, anytime starting pitcher, certainly a guy just got called up for the game. You want to get on him early, and we just didn't take advantage of enough early on. You went out after the Espinosa throwing error there. Yeah, I, I thought that was clearly the base runner tried to interfere with the throw. You know, and, and got out of the base line or you know, base path, and um, you know, confused on what the umpire was trying to explain to me there. Uh, he went a couple different routes with it, but I thought it was, you know, he clearly you know, looked to interfere uh, with the play, and you know, which is you know, it's a heads-up base running play. I don't know how allowable it is, but he got away with it. The long-term really downside to today, and that's Phelps. He has yeah. been so good putting that bullpen together. And uh, leaves today with some sort of elbow injury, just pitches a third of an inning. And, Ryan, that could be long-term really unfortunate for the Mariners. Yeah, that was a tough one, watching that. And just the reaction, too. Obviously, you know, when you see a pitcher call out a trainer or a manager, you know it's not 
something small. You know, right. it's not something where, hey, I'm going to try and battle through this because there's just a little bit of discomfort. There's obviously something there. We're probably going to see a DL stint, but it was it was so nice having David Phelps come over and, mm. you know, you could start mixing and matching in that bullpen. You could go to the bullpen earlier because, you know, you could go righty, lefty, righty in, the, in those, um, you know, tough spots earlier on in the game. So, yeah, this is a tough one. And they've relied heavily on that bullpen holding those leads. They've been so good this year. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, – you know, how, how this unfolds, obviously, with, with uh, you know, wishing him all the best. And you can even see it to a, to a obviously, a lot shorter, shorter um, short-term expense it was on the Mariners when Phelps came out. Next thing you know, they're using the entire bullpen to mix and match. You know, even today, in one game, it's a perfect game example. A double header. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that just goes to show when, you know, when you go beyond David Phelps, you you got to look at guys just to mix and match, you know, guys that you trust and everything else. So yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. It's a deep end with him. I mean, they used Zick in the sixth today with the lead. I mean, yeah. five different guys got holds, which tells you how many different guys the wins hands went through with that many, uh, that many pitchers taking them out. Let's hear from Phelps what he had to say about what happened. The last couple times out, just really haven't, you know, gotten loose like I have in the past um, as far as, like, Getting loose um, on the bullpen, fine. And as soon as they get in the game, they're just a little tight. Um, you know, I can I can tell the ball's not coming out. Um, stuff hasn't really been the same. And uh, you know, just figure. I mean, in the past, I've pitched through things until I broke my arm. So, uh, so you know, I thought it was better to you know let them come out. You know, training staff's known about it. We've been you know treating it and just uh, get up and see the doc, and see what he has to say. Did you feel something you hadn't felt before? No, it, there, there was no pop, nothing like that. It was uh, the last time out, I think, uh, after the outing in Texas, just, you know, I had there was just tightness in the back. Um, I mean, nothing really down in the meat of the elbow, just, you know, more like in the bone, really. I mean, nothing, not really that concerned about it. Just, I mean, your body your body will tell you when, you know, something's not right. I think it's, it's more or less what I felt. You were very decisive about that at the time, it looked like. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, there's radar guns all over the stadium. And I look up and I see him throwing 90 miles an hour. When I know the ball's not coming out, um, you know that last pitch there, I was, you know, I'm gonna stand on this one a little bit, and you know that's that it's it's at that like extension that, you know, when I felt it. So, um, you know, see what the doc has to say about it, and we'll go from there. Nothing like this ever before in your past. No, I mean I've had you know pretty a litany of elbow injuries. Um, I mean nothing, you know, things that have forced me to not throw you know I've, I've been playing catch I've been warm up in the bullpen like a, a command's still there um it's just a matter of I, I can tell the ball's not coming out the way I want it to right now and it's you know where we're at as a team right now I figure it's you know better to nip it in the bud than you know, try and go out and be a hero and yeah. cost us some games going I'm gonna go see the doctor tomorrow yeah mm-hmm. yeah yep. you feel it or just um I mean it's 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 one of those things that it's just never fully felt loose like, I mean it's I'm, it's just I'm conscious of it back there um, but like I said there was no pop no like no real acute thing it's just kind of something that you know just didn't really go away yeah and I think we all get nervous when you hear elbow I mean the good thing is you don't hear pop or anything like that and it's also good that they sound proactive instead of yeah. letting it get worse and worse and worse which can lead to something much worse yeah, and yeah, you, know, you heard him talk about a couple of things that you know I wanted to bring up. He said, you know, they've, they've been treating it. So once he did, once he waved towards the dugout, they obviously knew, and they probably right. had that conversation saying, if you feel anything 
let us know because, you know, David Phelps at 70% is going to be ineffective. And he admitted that. He said that him going out there trying to be a hero and throwing 90 miles per hour is not going to get the job done. But this is one of the, he talks about getting, you know, trying to get loose. And, and this start, you wake up, anytime you've got some sort of discomfort or whatever going on in your arm, it plays on your mind that much. You wake mm. up in the morning, you start messing with your elbow with your index finger and your thumb and you get her in there and you're trying to create some sort of relief and then when you go play catch every throw you're monitoring how it feels and it's really tough and he said just not being able to get loose basically no matter what you do when your heart rate gets up and you feel like once you get loose you can pitch through anything that stiffness just doesn't go away it's going to you know translate into into his results so that's a tough one you know and but it's obviously been something that's you know been there you know for a little bit has been they've been treating it so Again, him going out and, hey, pitch through it, man. Yeah, that that attitude is going to do nothing but be right. counterproductive for this team. So. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you look at the big picture now in terms of this race. You've got the Yankees. We'll go through a, a longer scoreboard in a few minutes. But Yankees on top with the first wild card. You have the Royals with the second. Tampa a half game back. The Mariners one and a half back of Kansas City. They have to leap over Tampa. So, Ryan, this sets up. A pretty big stretch here for the Mariners coming up, and a stretch where uh, it looks like on paper they can take advantage of. They have the A's for two on the road. Then they come home for the only homestand during the month, yeah. four against the Angels, three against Baltimore, another off day, and then a huge road trip the rest of the month and two of the series, one against Tampa, one against the Yankees, teams directly above them. This is a big stretch of baseball, but in the short term, a chance to really take advantage with two games against Oakland and then the homestand. Yeah, and, and this next couple series coming up, I feel like they're on the hamster wheel. Like they just hover around 500 yeah. or they hover a game or two back. You know, even this series, for example, splitting this series. Uh, you know, going into this one, you know, we all wanted them to come out and take, if they could take three or four, all of mm-hmm. a sudden that starts to, you know, create some turbulence in that wild card game. And, and they're there. If the season was to finish, look, hey, we're in the, we're, we're in the playoffs. So they, I feel like they're on that hamster wheel right now where they've been through some serious injuries early on in this season. And they're hovering right around 500 and just and not able to, to gain any ground. But if you look week after week, they're always right there. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. This next you know, stretch this homestand, this seven seven day homestand where they come in, hang out with the family for a couple of days, and straight back on the road. I is, know. You know what's crazy about that? I've never seen. I don't ever remember playing a four city road trip. It's I always know. Max has always been three. It's interesting how they felt, how they you know got stuck with that um, that schedule. But I, I pitching, it's going to come down to pitching. That's yeah. going to determine what happens with this team. And and we all know that it's been tough the last couple of days. You lose Felix. You lose David Phelps, two key pieces in that starting rotation, that bullpen. So they're going to have to, to you know, somehow figure something out pitching-wise because I, th- I really, I truly believe it's going to come down to that. And they've got some big series coming up with the Yankees and, and Tampa Bay down the stretch. But here's a chance going to Oakland. Just take two games. Let's let's get away from this, you know, playing 500 everywhere you go and, and everything else. Take two games there. Come and get three or four of Anaheim and go into that road trip full of confidence and try and put some serious wins together on the road again. This is the week that was. A look back on highlights and events of the Mariners past week. On Mariners Magazine. Swing and a line drive in the right field. Martin on the run. Slides, tumbles, and he makes the catch. Welcome back, 
Leonis Martin just up up Tacoma. Gets the throw into second base, so the runners have to stay. Curtis Granderson robbed on a great diving, rolling catch by Martin, getting the start in right field. Here's the pitch to Martin, swinging a drive deep to right field. Holy smokes, welcome back, and this one is off the windows of the Hit It Here Cafe. Leonis Martin, a great diving catch in the top of the second. A long solo home run here in the bottom of the second inning. Goodbye baseball, his first home run of the year. That was a really exciting moment for me, and uh, it was a little bit excited too. You know, being a long time not playing the minor league, in the minor league, and uh, you know, I was trying to keep calm a little bit. And, you know, things got I put a good swing on in my my feather bat, and you know, really excited, especially we get the win. Here is the stretch, and again the 0-2 to Darno, and a swing and a miss for strike three, and that will retire the side. Strikeout number four for Big Maple. And they're on their feet again up there in Maple Grove. I mean, it's pretty cool. You know, uh, things have been going really well. Um, great defense behind me, getting runs scored. You know, it doesn't can't do it without the guys that are playing behind me, scoring runs and uh, doing their job too. And you know, today I got some great defense again. Leonis came back and he made that play out in uh, in right field, throw by Dyson in the first inning. You know, that's stuff like that helps you win baseball games. And here he is, third baseman Adrian Beltre. How about this, folks? Felix Hernandez walking in off the mound, walking up to home plate. All the way up to Adrian Beltre is just giving his good buddy a hug. Phelps ready, the windup, and the 0-2 pitch. Fastball, strike three called, and David Phelps strikes out the side here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Jose would have been 25 today. And, uh, you know, I was thinking in my hotel room earlier, I was like, you know, just, just be out there with me today. And I guess I just tried to channel my, my inner Jose, and uh, it's uh, – it was a special day. I mean, for me, for you know, a lot of the guys that were down there with him, and uh, you know, just really just tried to go out there and you know, pitch like he would. And the 0-1 pitch, the Mazzara swing and a line drive into center field. Dyson coming up, can't get to it. He has to play it on a hop. Ronnie second to Shields, heading for third. The throw to Seager, and out at third base is the Shields. Holy smoke! What a throw by Gerard Dyson. Here's the pitch. Swinging a soft loop into the gap into right center field and for a base hit. Zanino coming into third base, getting the wave in. Mike Zanino crosses home. Well, the Mariners get their sixth run of the night. Gerard Dyson's second hit this evening. It pushes Espinosa into third base, and Gerard Dyson has made it 6 3 Mariners. The 3 2 on the way, swing and a miss, strike three with a slider, and the ball game is over. The Mariners hang on and they win it tonight. 8-7 over the Rangers, and they take the opening two games of this road trip. But first of all, how about this ovation for Gerard Dyson from the fans here at Coffin Stadium? A standing ovation. Gerard takes his helmet off, tips it to the crowd, listen to the ovation here at Coffin Stadium. And the 1-2 pitch, breaking ball, swing, and a line drive down the right field line, a fair ball in toward the corner. Here comes double number 500 up with the ball. Bonifacio, the throw in, is cut off by the second baseman, Maryfield. Around the third goes Gene Segura and Robbie Cano. Welcome to the 500 double club. Well, it's mean a lot to me. I mean, it's a good accomplishment. Uh, you know, I know I got a lot of gear left for me, and then I just got to keep playing. I mean, this guy that I get out, out of my shoulder and keep playing again, and let's see we win the game tonight. Paxton ready to go. It's the sign. 
Looks in, now deals. Swing and a miss for strike three. A slider finishes off Hosmer. That is the biggest strikeout tonight for James Paxton. See you later! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.